Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, September 21, National Mini Golf Day. I feel like this is a good day because wow. not knowing Caleb, I think he would be a big mini golf guy. Just a guess. I like mini golf. <laughs> That's a good guess. Mini golf, uh, I don't think you can dislike mini golf. I would say I'm above average. I got a cousin, though. This is a big mini golf guy. You should have him on, I guess, uh, September 20th, 2024. We can book him. <laughs> I know you had a visceral reaction on. I noticed it. So, like, why? I did. I did. So, my brother, uh, you know, young little young buck. He uh, he's going on his second date of all time, basically tonight, and he's going mini golfing. Wow! How would these two lovebirds meet? Um. Well, I'm not going to make it the Owen show here, but she plays for our basketball, like our uh, university basketball team. And we have, I, I'm friends with some people that she's friends with. She's like a really tall girl. She's like almost, she's pushing six two. My brother's a big guy, obviously. Um, and so I just thought on paper, you know, I thought she was good looking. Uh, and I thought on paper it'd just be a good, a good pairing. And so I was all summer, I was, you know, hyping it up and trying to, you know, put it, put the idea inception into his brain. And then um, I introduced them at an event that we were both at about a week couple weeks ago they went on their first date friday and it was a it was a smashing success and so this is uh day number two so this is probably in all honesty this is probably his third career date of all like since he's been in the game so second wow. with this girl but third all time you got to tell him to drop that little tidbit about we should have gone tomorrow because it's a national mini golf day i'm not okay. sure I'll, I'm not... Put it, I'll let him know actually that that might be heat. She might be like, this guy's very strange. Why does he know this about mini golf? Why is he playing this <laughs> well, out? That'll, she'll figure that out sooner or later. True. So. Good point. Swish. Almost as good as the ligament joke last week. <laughs> it's close. I sent that to everybody I know. My mom will love that one. Uh, big fan. I've been showing that to everyone. That's a career. I'd love to have your mom on the show. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> I absolutely would. No, she declines. Thanks. <laughs> I think she'd be a great guest. I think one day everybody should just bring their moms on, like show and tell. But it's, you know, a little more serious. That would be good. Is there like a national day for that where we would be able to do that? Well, Mother's, Mother's day, day, yeah. Oh! Perfect. <laughs> Mother's Day special. I think Alex's mom would probably be the best because I think she would probably bring some foods, some honey oh, cake. Oh, that's a studio maybe. episode. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. We could make a whole day out of it. Every day I feel bad for the people that are walking around every day that just haven't tried that cake because it really is. Uh, it, like, I, you know, I've had a lot of cake in my day, but it, there's nothing that comes close to it. It's it's really. Yeah. The Alex's mom honey cake is top of the line. I'm He knows that and we know that very, very well. But yeah, National Mini Golf Day. Exciting times. And it's, you know, this show is doing well so far, I would say, in the picks area. Um, Adam's not here today, which is, I would say, good and bad. 
bad because Adam has been really good at picks lately. So it would be good to have him in. He actually went 13 and three in weeks one and two, but it's good that he's not here because he went 13 and three in weeks one and two. And you would have to hear that over and over again. And if he had a disagreement, he would say, well, I'm the best at picking right now. His head has gotten a little too big for his own body. So I'm a little bit happy that he's not here, but we might suffer. Caleb, I know you had a decent week, but you're a primetime curse lately. So how are we going to get out of that this show? Primetime, what I'm doing is totals. I've been pretty good on uh, over-unders on primetime. So I think that I'm going to try and carve out that as my niche. But you say pretty good. It feels like a bit of an undersell. Seven and three on Sunday, which with the primetime included, to me, that's pretty damn good. But Quickly, a couple things I did want to tend to. One, the football on Monday was abhorrent. It was four <laughs> quarterbacks who have varying levels of terrible. I know it's only been two games, and I don't want to be a hot take guy, but I don't really think Bryce Young has it. I know he's in a terrible situation, but I think his height is kind of... Uh, like a minimum requirement six feet would be good. And I know there's other quarterbacks who have overcome that before, but I don't really see the touch where I see Stroud and Richardson. And I at least see the flashes. I know he's in a bad situation, but I mean, to me, he kind of stuck out the most out of the four that played on Monday as a guy who I just, I don't really know where I'm at with him. I think the Panthers have earned the demotion to poverty. If you ask me, I think we should just kick them down. But which one of the four kind of stuck out the most to you, Owen, good or bad reasons? Mostly bad, I would assume. I mean, as far as the Saints and the Panthers go, I'm apt to give it, you know, quarterback kind of make mistakes. And I'm not going to make a judgment until after that. And then Derek Carr looks exactly like the Derek Carr of last year. Literally no different. (laughs) Um, But uh, Deshaun Watson looks like a shell of his, uh, you know, of what he once was. Because I I know a lot of people, including myself, were, were kind of banking on, at least a partial return to form, but he does just does not look like the same player, which I think is concerning for anybody that's a Browns believer. Uh, and then Kenny Pickett looks just like lost. He looks a totally inept. Like if you take out the one, you know, big throw, he, I mean, was totally an irrelevant factor in that game. And that offense, just generally speaking with Najee and that offensive line looks t- just totally incompetent. It's uh, kind of hard to watch, to be honest. Yeah, I certainly have my feelings about their offense. I saw a nice chart I passed along to Caleb that shows that every other offense moves at about a league average pace, and the Steelers are just in a world of their own in the 32nd ranked offense category. They are so far back from everybody else. Caleb, you go ahead. I I don't know what to say. It just makes me sad, but if you want to go. There's not much to say. I mean, uh, if we're just talking picket, what I want to see is one of those QB school videos. I want the the all man, the different camera angles, and I want someone who really knows football to lay it out for me. And you know what is chalked up to design issues, play calling issues, uh, and what's chalked up to pick it because certainly he has not been great. I would be interested to see you know how much you can hang that on him and how much is a function of uh, just the brutal offense and not being able to run the ball certainly uh feeds into not being able to pass the ball we talked about in that uh, that in the season preview <sighs> i don't know it's tough i kind of spat if i can just talk about the steelers i had a bit of a freak out at work uh this guy who 
says he's also a Steelers fan. I, I don't think he's watching every snap, but he came up to me and said, oh, good game last night because we won. And I kind of just flipped. <laughs> like In the fourth quarter, the Steelers had negative yards on offense, negative yards. We scored seven points in the fourth quarter, uh, and we won the game. But, like, yeah, I thought that was the ugliest win of all time. I feel probably worse uh, after Monday than I did going into Monday. It was, yeah, bad, bad news. Can, can, can you guys tell me as Steelers fans – why uh, Matt Canada still has a job? I, I'm just I don't. It doesn't really compute for me. I'm not sure there's anything either of us could say to explain that he has reached a point where, I mean, the first year we had him, he was terrible, and Roethlisberger didn't like him, and last year he was worse, and this year the fact that he's even back at all is stunning to me. I wasn't surprised to see the fire Canada chance going around the Heinz field or whatever it's called now, because I mean, it doesn't take a genius to know our play catalog. I've never seen us in the last three years run something where it's like, we have skilled receivers. Let's like find something innovative to get them the ball. It's always like slants. Maybe they're going to cut out to the side and we're going to hit them there. We have no creativity in our plays. And I, I think Najee Harris sucks, but uh, he him turning the corner for the first down was was kind of funny because I think he might run like an eight five forty. He is so slow, and Jalen Warren I don't think is that amazing, but Najee Harris makes him look like Eric Dickerson is really what I'm getting at. And I think uh, and to, to bring it back to Mad Canada, I know the personnel isn't great, but he it needs to be the first guy to go because, like you say, kill him. I don't know how much is on picket exactly, but. This is certainly doing them no favors. The If there was one uh, kind of piece of good news from Monday night's performance for the Steelers, uh, we did not go scoreless in any of our red zone trips. Conversely, we did not visit the red zone. Uh, so it was a bad game. It was <laughs> very tough to watch. Nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how Matt Canada still has a job. He's got to be just like, crushing like linkedin networking something uh or maybe he's got some like it's a blackmail situation and he caught tomlin doing some stuff that he shouldn't have been doing i don't know but uh it's a miracle to me that that guy's still around and just casting misery uh to all steelers fans week in week out for now three years it's crazy you know i would say i could do a better job at oc but my fantasy football playing lately has taught me that I have not I do not have it what it takes to be an OC I mean I drafted Damian Pierce I think he looks like you know Earl Campbell and I just 19 yards 10 carries I don't have what it takes I don't have the gumption so I guess credit to him for that but it really that win is a testament to, to how bad Watson has become because he, he doesn't even look like the Texans version of himself remotely like it's like two different people. And when they showed him on the sideline doing the visualizations, it's like, what sane quarterback have you ever seen sitting on a bench before the game with like a, with a visualizing guy with a computer sitting there, both with their eyes closed, looking at the field. Like I, it, he's got to be so far gone and it's probably all mental. Cause he looks, you know, physically the same, maybe a little stronger, but it, he just doesn't seem to have his head in anything. Well, when you say visualizations, my mind goes to Russell Wilson. So maybe there's yeah. something there that the worst thing you can do as a quarterback is visualize. 
Uh, so I don't know. We need Kenny Pickett to get some like subway surfers going at all times. <laughs> Visualize nothing. Think nothing. Just play football. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Deshaun Watson's been horrible week one and week two. Uh, they they snuck out the win in week one. Luckily, you guys didn't listen to me and we didn't bump uh, the Browns up to the good tier, especially sure. now in light of this injury. But I'm not going to factor. I don't think age is really a factor at this point in his career, seeing as he's 28. So my mind just it, it kind of, you know, is weighing the these two options. Like, is he was he good in Houston because of Houston, or is he bad in Cleveland because of Cleveland? Like, or or is it or is his is he just kind of you know two years away from football, uh, and in the courtroom affected his like is he not sort of up to standard skill wise? Like, what, what do you think it is? I I have such a hard time coming to a conclusion because it just doesn't make any sense. Like you would think that the things he was or we thought he was good at with the Texans was like creating plays for himself, getting out of sacks, being strong, throwing on the run. But it just it's all gone. Like it looks like he's like it fried the game in his head to the point where he can't do anything. I think it's just constant overthinking about everything and he's just mentally a shell. That would be my guess cuz I don't think I mean I think Cleveland makes you worse and I think Stefanski's not a good coach, but I think he certainly shoulders more of the blame than Stefanski does, even though Stefanski would go way before Watson would with his contract. Yeah, I wonder if like uh, kind of shades of Johnny Manziel, where it's like in college, he's making all these plays, uh, kind of scrambling and making it happen. I wonder if uh, Deshaun Watson almost had that in Houston, where he's like a he's like a lack of system quarterback. Uh, and, you know, once that goes and you're not scrambling and you're not hitting these throws on the move and uh, and all that, then it just becomes, you know, what can you do in the pocket and what can you make happen? But he's been bad. So, And, you know, you know what sucks about this, too, <clears throat> is I think this is probably going to affect the contracts that guys get in the future. Like, I don't think there's going to be any team that's going to be handing this type of money or at least this type of guaranteed money out for a player for like a long time and it's just going to be i think teams are going to be able to point towards like deshaun watson is like why we're not going to give you this money that you want because we look at how deshaun watson ended up so that's kind of sad because i i mean i'm not one to care a lot about professional athletes pay and things but i think any sort of sport where you're threatening your like health to such a degree i I think you should get paid more so it's kind of sad yeah, and, and they'll point to what what's going on with Denver too. I mean, they'll just say like, "Why would we extend you before we know what you'll look like with us?" Because that's what Denver did with Wilson. They didn't have to extend him, but the second he walked in the door, he got like a seven year extension or whatever it was. That's not going to happen anymore. So I guess you end up seeing why Lamar's market was kind of thin, or why Baltimore was hesitant to do that. They're a pretty smart organization. I mean, I get it, but. I guess there's just no guarantees, like literally, like you can't, the only sure things are Mahomes and that's about it. I mean, even just look at how Burrow started the season. You just never know what's going to happen with these guys at this point. So I see the opposite. Like it's easy to look at Denver and, uh, and Cleveland and say like, what are you guys doing? Giving all this money up and then you got a bum. But uh, as doubt creeps into my mind about Pickett, quarterback is the most important position and you know, professional sports, not having one, like seeing what that does and how that's just uh, destroys a team. If you have a guy who you think, you know, even you speculate could be something, 
uh, you kind of just throw money at them and, and hope it sticks. Cause yeah, right now as a Steelers fan, it's just like, where do we go now? We're drafting another QB, not this year, but in two years and then starting him straight away. And it's just like, uh, these are all thoughts I've had because I think they're the type to be like, well, let's give them some more time. Like that's what they'll do. They'll say it was the, we'll get rid of the coordinator. And then if he still doesn't have it, they'll say, oh, okay, then we'll get rid of him. But we're looking at, and I don't, honestly, I just don't think he has it. I think he's an older quarterback as is. He was drafted at 24. I think you're looking at a year and a half here that we just kind of throw to the wolves and it's more eight and nine, nine and eight football. And it just makes me sad. Like, like I'm just bummed out. I don't want to turn this into Steeler hour, but it just... I see where you're coming from with that. But at least, you know, you could be Carolina, like literally trading all your picks to get Bryce Young, and after two games, he's shown you nothing. Like that would be a pretty low feeling too, especially considering all the other stuff that they have. I mean, they won't have their pick this year. They don't have it next year. I don't know. That's pretty bad too. I guess that's true. And yeah, it doesn't have to be Steeler hour. But like you said, yeah, we'll find a way to go eight and nine or at least win seven games. And then we're not looking at a guy like Caleb Williams. We're never looking at, you know, a top 10 pick Carolina, Bryce Young, bad through two games, but there's still like a lot to be seen there pretty early to judge a rookie quarterback. Like I look at what green Bay did with Jordan love. And I think what a great situation that is. You have him learn under Rogers develop, develop, develop. And then he starts, you know, uh, actually starting in what his third season, fourth, even anyway, that to me seems like a good situation where right now a lot of these organizations are handcuffed and uh, you're just starting a young guy and hoping it works out. Otherwise you're right back to square one and it's just uh, misery, lack of hope. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about having foresight when you draft. I think that's what green Bay did really well is they drafted the replacement, you know, three, four years before it was actually necessary. And I don't think a lot of teams do that. I think a lot of teams will spend, you know, it's like you're they're basically living paycheck to paycheck with their quarterbacks, and that's not good for really anybody. That's how you end up with 150 mil guaranteed for Derek Carr. That's how you end up with that. Bingo. Bingo. So, yeah. It could be worse because I, I think that's probably the worst of them all because he sucks. He's terrible. And we could have told you that <laughs> 10 months ago, but here we are. They had to figure it out for themselves. But he's the worst type of terrible where he'll be there for his whole, like his whole contract. Oh, like yeah, he'll yeah. he'll he'll do what he'll raider the entire franchise where it's like he won't be so bad where you know you're picking high in the draft and you're getting your, his replacement but you'll be right in that eight to nine for the next like decade or yeah. however long he plays and then it'll just be like you'll look back you know in you know 2033 or whatever it is and you'll be like yeah we didn't win a single playoff game in 10 years <laughs> you'll have no hope as a fan base and then you'll be like three and five and he'll go to the podium and cry about how bad he wants it. <laughs> yeah. And not to defend Derek Carr, but I did hear a stat on the broadcast on uh, Monday night that in all his years in, uh, in Vegas or I guess Oakland before that, he never had a top 25 defense. So their defense was like always abysmal. So I wonder about that too. I don't even think you don't need a Patrick Mahomes a Josh Allen to, Maybe that's a bad example, but you don't need an elite quarterback <laughs> to win a Super Bowl or even make a playoff run. You can have an okay guy, a Jared Goff, a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, you just need, you know, to be well rounded. So I think maybe the Derek Carr hate is a little bit overstated, but I uh, 
I, I I do think that people like to point to Derek Carr or sorry to Jared Goff or, or Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. Uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that um, those playoff runs happened a under like two of the most amazing defenses we've seen in the last five years, but also two of the most probably two of the three or four most innovative coaches in the NFL. So uh, I, I do think if, if you're you know, rolling out Derek Carr every seven days, <laughs> everything else, your room for error is so small uh, that I, I think, you know, 28 or 27 teams are just not going to be able to do anything with it. You don't think Josh McDaniels and uh, Dennis Allen have what it takes to get the best out of Derek Carr? You don't think that's in their repertoire? There's the Dennis Allen hate. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he does have, and because you said the name Jared Goff, I want to make a statement to me. He's graduated to the Cousins tier. I don't think I'm lumping him in with Jimmy G anymore. I think he graduated, but that's neither here nor there. I, I do want to say, because you brought up Jordan Love quickly, I think that suits in. The Fields thing, yes, he, he is playing bad. Do I think he would have more success if he sat behind a quarterback? Yes. But him today, and I said this to Owen, saying, I just need to think less and play? No, dude. You need to think a little bit harder and play. That was my take. The I needed to think less sounded like a direct threat. Like, watch what I can do when I don't do any work at all. Well, wait till you see what I do this Sunday against Kansas City. So I'm out, uh, but I'm sneakily buying some stock on the low because I think our friend, the quarterback guru, who's having literally the greatest month of his life, this guy gets a shout out every five <laughs> minutes. This guy's taught me that the Bears coaching situation is truly like, like archaic like they might incorporate the green bay power sweep next week so i'm uh i'm buying a little that is true if you believe the rumors which they've they've said that they're not true but somehow the bears are so bad (laughs) that i do believe that it is true that the defensive coordinator's house was fbi rated and then Hallis hall was fbi rated this is the first i'm hearing of this yeah he quit today (laughs) under very strange circumstances yeah things are going great with the bears don't you worry. Well, uh, the rumor too is that it's there's this guy uh, who was a former defensive back for the Bears who, after his career, transitioned to FBI, and he was the one who, I guess, had the inside track, and he sort of leaked to the, you know, he's sort of been in, involved in this whole situation, telling uh, the Bears that the that there was a raid that happened and all this stuff. It's kind of. Uh, <laughs> No way, man. I'm all in, you is what, I'm, what I'll say. Peanut Tillman is not like, I'm FBI now. Let's get the Bears. Like, I know that there's some stuff going on with the Bears, and I became FBI to get them. No, that didn't happen. Come on now. We can't be doing that. I'm all in on it. <laughs> and then I also saw the report that they're like, um, well, Justin Fields is trying to tank to get to the Jets. It's like, I don't think that he's doing this on purpose, guys. I don't think he's playing bad intentionally to go team up with Garrett Wilson. I don't think he's doing that. But, you know, things are bad with the Bears, so anything is anything is possible. I do, we should quickly say, of the four games on Monday, do we want to move any of the helmets? I'm, I'm okay to put the Panthers in the poverty zone, but the other ones like Steelers unserious, Saints unserious, and Browns frisky make sense to me. But any votes otherwise? Are the Browns no. still frisky? Yeah, I think they have a really good defense. Yeah, losing Chubb though. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're still frisky. That's well, how true. Many, 
how much value do you think Chubb actually adds to that team? Ford, I mean, Ford played, he played 70% of Chubb. He did. He was good. At I least thought. that's what my eyes were telling me. Yeah. I know he. I just feel like if if the spread is out and then Chubb gets hurt before the game, the spread moves by maybe half a point. Maybe. Mm. The Browns have a really good line, so it gets kind of cloudy there, but I just, I don't know. I think he's still really good. I think we're, he, we can't overstate ooh, what he means. Ooh. Browns have the Titans this week. Uh, so yeah, keep him in frisky and, and, uh, this is this just goes to show you how abysmal the Brandon Staley coached Los Angeles Chargers defenses. Uh, Tannehill was the top rated quarterback this week, according to Pro Football Focus. He was tied with uh, I don't remember, somebody else, but if that shows you, you know, if, if you weren't aware of how bad that defense is, uh, maybe that'll help. Yeah, and the Browns defense will have him spinning once again this week like a dreidel. He will be right back to where he was before in week one. Do not worry about that at all. I'm all in on the Browns this weekend, but that's neither here nor there. But are we sending down Carolina? They're the fifth poverty team. Congratulations to them. Um, Before we do the picks, last thing, I need to say this. This Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, Odell Beckham, Kim K thing, I just want to say this about Travis Kelsey. And I, I'm sure Taylor Swift is a nice person, maybe. You know, I don't know her. But Travis Kelsey, and I'm sure that I will get some agreements here because I'm going to say this take. He does this not because he loves Taylor Swift. He does this because he loves his own name in the headlines. You don't, like, as a person, decide, I'm going to date Taylor Swift because we get along so well and we're, we're just friends and we click and now we're going to date. You date Taylor Swift because you're trying to up your game. You're trying to become a more common name in the streets I'm out completely on this guy. I've never liked Travis Kelsey, but this is bringing it to a new level because, and he doesn't love her for her. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to say that right now. And I'm not even a Taylor Swift guy, but I just want the people to know that when they read this, this is BS. And the same thing goes for Odell. You don't love Kim Kardashian and you don't, you know, I'm not saying Kim Kardashian needs to be loved, but you do this. So you get your name out there and it's just frankly disgusting and disavow. That's my take. I'll jump in on that take as well. I think like I'm not in Travis Kelsey's head. To me, it's either a headline thing, which is probably pretty likely given his financial uh, situation, but he could be a bag chaser. Like Taylor's raking it in. And if he's chasing bag, then I'm all Travis Kelsey and I endorse that completely. Uh, But I agree. I don't see how he could love her for her. I guess I don't know her, um, but Travis Kelsey's got a lot of options. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, what I'm saying. Swift. But if he is a bag chaser, I also, I didn't really consider that as an option, but I'd also like to give flowers to Travis if that is the case. What are we giving him flowers for? He doesn't need to chase the bag. He's had a fine financial oh, no, life. No, no, it's a whole different bag. You're, that's yeah. like borderline Bezos bag. Like this uh, Eras tour is like raking. Uh, I think two comments here. I think... Well, when this first got dropped, I thought it was because his new documentary dropped last week. So they were just putting his name in the headline so that like he would have a whole new audience because like all the crazy Taylor Swift people would be like, oh, my God, who's this guy? And then they all go watch his documentary. So uh, that's like part one of Chasing the Bag. But also last year when we covered his breakup, wasn't there like this thing about how he never bought his uh, girlfriend like anything? Like he never paid for her food, never bought her presents, so never anything. 
so yeah, he's he's definitely a certified bag chaser. So I I mean, if you're not gonna buy your girlfriend anything, I think Taylor Swift is probably the like number one person for you. I mean, true. It's like it's not. It seems like a strange coincidence that this n- notorious bag chaser would be pursuing maybe the richest girl in his age range <laughs> on the planet. So, and you say, oh, all the Swifties are gonna watch the? No, they're not gonna watch the Kelsey documentary. Oh, they are a hundred percent. They are. I agree. Zero percent. Zero percent. I'm totally with Adam. I think these people who are like heavy. Taylor Swift people, they want to learn more about Travis. They Kelsey. want to know who, who he is, and then they go, "Oh, there's a documentary about his family that just dropped." Agreed. Well, oh, that I just going to be so bad. Apparently, it's oh, good. Yeah. clearly, I think that's a great take. We talked a little bit earlier about your uh, 26 and six record on the season. Uh, it seems like everything is just unfolding in front of Adam uh, as it is. Yeah. Thank you. He's he's really modest sometimes. Other times he'll get in your face about it. But congratulations on a really good start. My dad actually did text me, please tell Adam how impressed I am with his start. And I just sent it to Owen and I said, I can't inflate his ego anymore. I'm just not going to send it to him. So I'm just telling you that now. But again, disavow. And if Travis Kelsey goes down, oh no, my knee... I'm not going to be draking it on the sidelines with my hands on my head. I'm going to be saying karma. What? That's a Taylor Swift song. Karma. Yes. What, raw. Karma raw. is your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. That's a swish. Good job by me. Um, yeah. And congratulations to the Vikings for picking up Cam Akers to get the best backfield duo in the league, Akers and Madison. What a combo. I saw that the Vikings have ran for 68 total yards this season so far and have had no run greater than eight yards. So this is a pretty big pickup. So (laughs) congratulations to them. But week three, let's do it. Picks last week, blazing five. Six and four on the season. Three and two last week. Three and two week one. The other blazing five. 0-9-1 0-9-1 to start the season. So pretty good start for us, I would say. Thursday night football, San Francisco 49ers at home for the New York football Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley out. Brandon Ayuk game time decision. And the Niners are wearing those red jerseys with the black imprints on the white numbers. You know, the 90s throwback ones, if that factors into your pick at all, just that info's there. Spread, Niners minus 10 and a half. Let's go to Adam because he's red hot. Ooh, um, okay, well, I, I guess I need to make the case for you guys. So, um, I, I mean, my initial lean just because of the big spread is on the Giants. I think it's um, a bit of an overreaction to, I mean, <laughs> I kind of said this, I think I, I've kind of been using this theory, but I don't think they're as bad as, as they've looked in the past two games. And if there's anything... Like based on seeing Jan- Daniel Jones play when they were down forty to zero in Week One against the Cowboys, they're not going to take him out if the game is kind of out of reach. So I think a backdoor is very possible here. And even if there's no backdoor, Thursday night games usually end up pretty tight, pretty sloppy. And uh, the Niners are worse at covering the spread when they play at home versus on the road. So I think uh, I think I like the Giants here. Any disagreements? Not at all too many points in a prime time game in a short week game i think i like everything you've said there i think the giants keep this not close i don't really plan on watching that much of this game i don't 
if you do, I mean, get ready to see some Matt Breida. I like the G-Men pick. I do. So uh, if we're all in agreement and nobody has anything else to add, I say we add that to the card. That's one. All I can add is that I think maybe something clicked in the second half last week. They're carrying some momentum forward. Uh, But yeah, it's as simple as uh, big spread, Giants plus 10. Closest of the primetime games typically because both teams are on short rest. So you don't see a lot of blowouts on Thursday night the same way you do on Monday night. Yeah, that kind of helps too. And I do expect the Giants to lose this game. And when they do lose this game, their next three after this are, or sorry, their two after this are Seahawks, Dolphins. So I think they're going to have a tough season. That would be my take about the G-Men. But all right, let's add them to the card. Next one, Sunday night football. Everybody get ready to watch Kenny Pickett again. He's on the road in Las Vegas taking on the Raiders. What This game will set football back 20 years, potentially. As I said earlier, Steelers offense, really a league of their own. Um, I will have to watch this game. Oh, and let's go to you because you were probably the least biased person here, even though you don't really like the Raiders that much. I don't, uh, but I, I do. I like Pittsburgh here. Uh, this is a really tough one, but I just think their defense, well, that is good enough <laughs> to play the Rams. They are probably the best unit in this game, if that's how we want to break it up into the four categories. Steelers defense is probably the best one. Whoa, whoa. Six categories. Let's not leave special teams off the table. True, true. We fence. Caleb, do you agree with this pick at all? Uh, I don't. I don't know what to think. All, all I have is under. Uh, I got it <laughs> under 44. Now it's at 43. If I had to pick a side for the purpose of the podcast, uh, I would probably say Vegas minus two and a half. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you look at uh, I was I was looking at a lot of stats uh, today and yesterday, and if you look at EPA, this is uh, the definition of very stoppable force meets very movable objects. So this is the worst offense in the league playing against the worst defense in the league, meaning the Steelers' offense and the Raiders' defense. So, I mean, this this could really go either way, but um, I think that. Steelers defense is so bad that we might actually see Kenny Pickett cook a little bit like he did in preseason. And I just kind of trust Pittsburgh a little bit more. Yeah. I think this is just a Tomlin against McDaniels. Now, having said that Tomlin's got the 800 pound elephant on his back with Matt Canada, but I just, I like the Steelers to get the slight edge in this one. I just can't bring myself to pick the Raiders, but I really don't want to watch this game, but okay. I think that's three Steelers, one Raiders. So yeah, no, call it call it four. I'll endorse it. Love it. Let's do it. And Monday Night Football. There's two Monday Night Football games again this week. Um, but I don't want to make us pick. You know, fake injury, Joe Burrow. I feel so much better on Wednesday. I practiced in full. Nice man. Congrats. You still hammed it up like a phony on Sunday. So I don't want to pick that game. I want to pick the Buccaneers Eagles game because they're both two and zero, and the Baker Mayfield cycle. This is a pivotal game for the cycle, which if you follow the patterns, the crash is coming. But New Baker, Tampa Baker, maybe not. Tampa Bay plus five and a half is the line. It's in Tampa Bay. It's Rondé Barber retirement night, Jersey retirement night. So maybe, I don't know if you like Rondé Barber. I don't know who has an opinion on him, but. Uh, I was always more of a Tiki Barber guy, but uh, in this game, I probably will back the Bucks. 
uh, I think five points is a lot, and I, I'm looking uh, for this game to go under. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, uh, <laughs> given the prowess of the Bucks D. Uh, so with that said, I think they can keep it within five, maybe backdoor it. Adam's laughing. I just I just love how you share your over under on every game with us. I just well, I, we, we were taught if you showed up on time, you would know that <laughs> uh, moving forward, my new strategy is to just pick uh, totals on prime time. Uh, that's been more successful for me. So given that I'm taking the under, I will also take the points uh, with the box and go plus five. You know, I said I wouldn't try to get in the head of Vegas this week because last week I was terrible at picks. But this week, I think this is a classic. Everybody's, oh, the Bucks are 2-0, and oh, and they're at home. I'm taking the 5.5. I'd be more partial to take the Eagles here. Now, I can be convinced because, you know, Vita Vey has been a monster. The Bucks' defense is back. But I, I don't want to be on the side of Baker when he turns back into the pumpkin that I know he is. So I would lean Eagles. But where do you stand, Owen? Yeah, I'd also lean Eagles. Uh, I think there's going to be some correction that happens because of the first two games. I think people are, uh, you know, people are are, are going to be quick to say that this is the new Baker. This is I, I just trust sort of larger sample sizes here, and I think that Philadelphia is much better than the than the Buccaneers are. So I think they'll cover. I hate to do this, but I I think I also lean Bucks. Uh... The Eagles have played two tight games so far this season, and the Bucks' defense is pretty serious, and they're pretty good against the run, which is kind of why I see this game staying close. I think they can uh, slow down the Eagles' run and hopefully keep it close, and they're at home too, which kind of helps the defense. So I, like, honestly... I don't even think Baker has to play that well in this game. He just, I think, I think the teams, the roster matches up well to the Eagles. And I, I just kind of like the Bucks a little more, but I'm not really sure. I'm not, this is what I'm not convinced about. I could switch to the Bucks. I don't have a problem doing that. I just, I think the Eagles with a couple extra days of rest, they played Thursday last week. Now they're playing Monday. I think there's a talent gap between them. I just, I lean Eagles, but. I can be convinced if nobody else wants to move. That's fine. But Phil, you're the only man speaking with conviction. Uh, I mean, we already know that I'm uh, a bum on prime time. So let's ride with you, Phil. Let's uh, let's make this the Phil game of the week. Phil, Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. Uh, wow. Minus five and a half. Wow. Okay. Thank you for picking that for me. I like that. The smile out of Adam. I like that. <laughs> All right, put it down, put it down. So the now let's do those locks, though. Let's get these volunteers up. Owen, which game's jumping out to you? Uh, the Bengals will uh, cover against the, the Rams. They're not going to go down. They're not going to lose three in a row. They're not going to start the season 0-3. Uh, and there's been a lot of Rams hype, and they are a much better team than I think a lot of people gave them credit for or were expecting. Um, but the, the Bengals have been underperforming. Uh, I think over the first two weeks, and I think they're more talented team in those two weeks, even come close to describing. So I think they will cover. I like the lot this week. I've been, uh, we were, we were going hard Phil on Tuesday, uh, making a lot of plays. Mm -hmm. I like bills minus six and a half. I think uh, the same thing you had to say about the Eagles box game. Oh, box or two and oh, you know, this is enticing people to take the plus five. I guess I did look at the Bills in the same way as 
okay, the Commanders are a 2-0 team, so that's why the line's only 6.5. I think the Bills are a lot more legit. Uh, if I really had to pick a lock, my my lock of the week would be Titans plus 3.5. I do not understand why the Browns are favored. Uh, that just simply doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if it's a rat, a double rat, a triple rat. Uh, I'm seeing Titans plus 3.5. I think that's pretty pretty easy money. I really like the Titans pick, but I'll throw another one out there just for us to think about uh, the Falcons. Yeah, I love it. Falcons plus three. I love the Falcons plus three. <laughs> Who are they playing? Yeah, uh, I, I think that's one we can think about if the rest of you boys like it. I like Detroit. Okay, and then I, I don't know why. I know this is going to get downvoted. I don't even know why I'm saying this. I like Houston against Jacksonville. Something... I just think something clicked with Stroud last week, and I think he moves the ball, and I don't really like Jacksonville that much. So, And I also looked into this. Houston has won five in a row in Jacksonville and nine of their last ten outright against the Jags. They have their number, and they're getting nine and a half. I know they have a new coach and everything, but you'd think that would transfer over. I like that. That's a big spread. I think Stroud puts up points. I think he's a good quarterback. So I like Houston there. That would be my, that would be one that I would That's be inclined to. Of the uh, of the four suggested picks, I vote that we don't bet on the Joe Burrow game. Agreed. I I think that's like I'm not like uh, Owen. Let's be real. You don't actually want to take Joe Burrow. Uh, uh, do I want him to win? No, I don't. If that's what you're asking, yeah. I, I mean, I hope they lose by forty. <laughs> it would be pretty so, funny if they started zero and three. It would be pretty funny. Yeah. I'll agree with Adam. I think, like, if I had to pick that game, I'd say Rams plus two and a half. Uh, oh, so I don't I have a side in that game. I just don't. I just don't want to touch it if we don't have to. Agreed. Okay. So we're. I almost feel the same way, Adam, about your Atlanta pick. Uh, just week in, week out, I bet on Atlanta, I get crushed. Uh, and I don't. I'm trying to think about the story of the Lions' season. A big win week one, a tough loss at home last week. How do they bounce back? Should they be a three-point favorite? That game is just a lot of question marks. It's one I probably won't bet, uh, but also acts that as a you know lock consideration. I kind of like the two AFC Souths. Okay. The Titans and the, and the Texans. AFC South weekend. Can we, can we take them both, Phil? Yeah, why not? I'm okay with that. Owen. What does Owen think? What yeah. does Owen think? My first inclination was towards the Jaguars there, but I don't hate that. I don't hate the Texans pick. I hate Tennessee. Hate them a lot. Yeah. I'm taking the Browns. Yeah. I'm loading up on the Browns. So you don't like any of our picks. <laughs> what about Buffalo? Do you like them? Uh, let me check what I did. <laughs> what are they playing? Washington. Yeah, the the Durs. Oh, no. I like Buffalo. Or I like Washington there. I have Washington. Oh, good. Oh, so you have the opposite, pick. opposite picks of all of us. I like- what do you have against Tennessee? Uh, I think Cleveland's better. I actually, but how? But how on earth could Cleveland be better? Because they're they much better, much better defense. They have a yeah. better quarterback. They have better receivers. Uh, their run game is comparable. I just think they're better almost in every single way. I actually agree with coaching. this. Yeah, I think I think Caleb, you're getting tricked. I, I do agree with this because everybody's going to be like, "Oh, Tennessee, they beat the Chargers last week." I think the Chargers suck. So. I don't. No. I don't. Are you, have wait, wait. With that. Are you taking the the Vikings, Phil? Well, Why don't we just pick that game? Because we shouted yeah, that game out on it. Sunday. Well, here's the thing. That's an easy one. What easy? What makes it easy? Well, I just mean it's easy to pick. It's just easy. 
I, I mean, easy in the sense that it's like simple. Like you don't, you know, there's no line you need to worry about. Just to pick them. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant okay. that the winner was going to be easy. Because I, I'm. Let's no. Everybody on three. One, two, three. Minnesota Vikings Chargers Heat. See, this is what <laughs> this is Heat. <laughs> okay, let's. I don't know why why Owen would introduce a new game when we're already struggling to pick <laughs> Adam one. Introduced it, to be fair. <laughs> Good point. What I'll say, what I'll say about the Titans, Phil, is I do agree uh, with your take that I might be getting tricked, and I expressed that on Tuesday. Uh, to me, the Titans should be favored in that game. I cannot, for the life of me, figure out why they're three and a half point dogs. Uh, so that that is scary. Okay, that scares okay. me. But Houston, what I do like about the Houston pick is that I don't believe that the Jacksonville Jaguars should be favored by nine points against any team, uh, much less Houston coming off a pretty solid offensive performance last week. So I do think they can keep it within nine. Maybe it's a backdoor cover. I would fully endorse the Texans if if that's the direction we want to go. We've got- I have a game hey, that I think all four of us would agree on. Okay. New England Patriots minus two and a half against Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. They're yeah. winning by a billion. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Let's by do that. By a billion. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Caleb? It, it scares me, but, uh, like, yes, I agree. <laughs> what I, is scary about this one? Yeah, how is that scary? Well, I, it scares I, me because I think it should be a bigger lot. I mean, I took the Patriots. I would, yes, I would agree I with Patriots. I think you, you're a serial overthinker. Oh, yeah. I also think there's a lot of pessimism around the Patriots, but they lost to maybe one of the best teams in the AFC. And one of the best teams in the NFC week one. I think I yes. agree with you because I saw this. I agree with Kale and you guys, because I saw this line and I thought Patriots immediately and I'm happy to put them on the sheet. But the thing to me that I saw this week was, well, Belichick, they asked him like four questions about Wilson. And every time the only response he had was Wilson is a very athletic quarterback. So I think that was a bit of a disrespect which may be some bulletin board material. Not that Zach Wilson can take advantage of bulletin board material, but I also saw Garrett Wilson was talking about how he's embarrassed about their record against the Patriots. And this is like their Super Bowl, and they're getting up for this game. And they, they, they drafted him and sauce to win these games. And that's why they get paid money. That made me a little worried, but it's not enough of a worry for me to get off. Cause the jets are a joke and I like the Patriots, but I think, I think he said that last year and they lost 10, three. So <laughs> Good point. Good point. Okay. I, I'm good with the Patriots and I'm good with Texans. Lock it in. I love it. So that brings the full sheet to Thursday night. We like the Giants. Sunday night, we like the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow. Monday night, we like the Philadelphia Eagles. And then we're going with the Texans plus nine and a half and the Patriots minus two and a half. And that makes me very happy. I'm very happy to see this card. I like that sheet. Yeah, one correction on that, Phil. You said we like the Steelers. We're picking the Steelers. We do not like the Steelers. Thank you. That's a good I clarification. Like well, oh, brother Adam. That makes one of us because I don't. But respect. Okay. All right. I'm happy to report that that's our completed card for this week. And hopefully, when we're here on Sunday, we're quite happy with the results. So that's good. That's done and dusted. I don't really have that much I wanted to hit otherwise, but I did want to specifically reference the Kikuchi thing about how he says that he got 11 hours of sleep and that's why he had muscle cramps instead of his usual 13 to 14 hours 
And I think that this is a classic cap or not situation on you're the Blue Jays expert. So go ahead. That's either just not true. Like it's like a misunderstanding or like, you know, I know this probably had to go through the interpreter. So it might be a mistranslation um, or it's a joke because I know Kikuchi is kind of maybe, maybe he's not the goofiest guy ever, but I think he does have some jokes in his bag. And uh, I think this could be one of them. So the the bottom line is that whatever way you want to, whatever you want to call it, this, that's just, there's no way that's real. Yeah. I don't see it. 13, 14 hours. Yeah. You're like a cat. You're, you can't sleep that much. That's insane. Maybe it was like three or four hours. I'd be more prone to believing that than I would 13 or 14. Even that, like this kind of reminds me of the kid in high school who says, I literally get three hours of sleep a night. And it's like, no, you actually probably, you maybe slept three hours like once this week and now it's your whole personality. I just feel like this is just untrue. Like he probably slept 13 hours once or it's just lost in translation. I like the translation angle the best. And I want to believe that for Kikuchi's sake. So I like it. Anything you wanted to hit, Caleb? No. Can we get the like Caleb special one of these Wednesdays? Because these shows are a little shorter. I feel like we could. I mean, they don't need to be long. But I would like to see it. I would like to see it one day. Adam, I've been waiting for it. It's quite short. Well, I can only leave my like the train only moves so fast. I will say this. I will say this, uh, Caleb special adjacent. I was on a date on Saturday. Not a big deal. Where'd you go? Who was the girl? Telling a story on this podcast is so fucking hard (laughs) because it's interruption, interruption. So who was the girl? Can we mute Owen for the rest of the segment? All I'll say is that she asked what I was up to for the rest of the weekend. And I said that I had to... uh, uh, film the podcast Sunday night and she laughed in my face. <laughs> and I thought that was a really cold response to, uh, to someone being on a podcast, but ever since the, like the, I think it was like last year, there was the TikTok trend of people making fun of like boys podcasts where they just like sit there and talk about like money and stuff. I feel like if you bring up podcast to a girl on a date, it's probably not working out. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. I like this as like a little under the table project. I mean, that's the way oh, I see it. See, I've been going, I've been going right over the table. I uh, was talking to a coworker. Shout out Nick if you're listening, and he said he said send it over. So we might have a new fan in Nick. Uh, great guy. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. I told so, my boss about it, but I feel like I feel like with a, a girl, it's like a fourth date. Like this is what I do to catch up with my friends type situation. Yeah. Could I get some background on this date? Like, where did you meet this girl? <laughs> How did the date go? Uh, podcast where did podcast you go? Standing uh, first yeah. date, second date. Like what, what's the relation? What's the did status? that ruin the, like, is there going to be another future date, right? outlook? Yeah. Yeah. Please. How... Just give uh... us the, the tidbits here. Throw me a phone. <laughs> we went to a place called it's either Cannibal or Cannibal. Like, cannibal. I don't, say it. it's kind of, I don't think it's okay. Cannibal. This is the classic pretend that I don't know the name because I don't want you guys. No, to you know tell it. me. It's C A. Let me C A N N I B A L E. How would you say that? Cannibale. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is. Then. 
Not cannibal. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> probably not cannibal. Ooh, this place looks uh, expensive. Did you pay? Travis Kelsey? So is this this is a first you know, date, it, maybe. It was not a first date, no. Oh. How many? What number? Uh, it's got to be, well, what do you call a date? I don't know. It's got to be three, four. <laughs> do you like her? Yeah, she's good. Where'd you meet her? <laughs> this is too many questions. I've known her for a long time. I did tell oh. her that one uh, i'll just i'll just float this out there one potential hindrance on a relationship for me right now is that i am guaranteed to be busy for the next 16 sundays plus playoffs is this is the this... Uh, same person that replied to your hottest guy instagram story potentially no, no. does this did you get just drinks at this place and and some incredible so I'm a big wing guy. Like that's kind of a football tradition. Monday night, let's go watch the game, get some wings. Uh, and all these bars, they just do the fried wings. This place had uh, smoked wings oh, that wow. really changed my whole outlook on uh, wings and and maybe on life. They were that good. Hmm. Okay. And how'd you? That's the chicken wings. I'm looking at them right now. That's why. That's why they call it cannibal. And so, will there be another date? All right, I'm going to jump off here, guys. <laughs> it's been a simple yes or no will suffice. Yeah, there will probably be another date. Let's, oh, go. Let's, yeah. go. Awesome. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. You love to see that, man. Look at Caleb, man. Inspirational. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Also, shout out to Alex. Giadotti's single. Shout out to Alex. And he texted me because I saw that the Raptors were... The Raptors convincing themselves that they are actually going to trade for Dame is an all-time spin zone. But he texted me and said, middle of the night, our time, Raptors traded for Kawhi when I was in Serbia. Watch Raptors trade for Lillard when I'm in Serbia. So just so the people know, be on the lookout for that because too coincidental not to happen. But anyway, 10, I would say. 10. 10. 10. Raw. Raw. So we'll be back Monday morning talking about week three. It's gonna be a good time. We gotta say, uh, we gotta say, shout out Drew Fisher because he's ref and messy right now, which is kind of big. I knew I forgot something. Yeah, shit. I don't know why I didn't lead with that. Well, it's it's kind of big. I like know someone personally who's refing messy right now. That's kind of like that's cool. that's sports news. I endorse that. Yeah, it plays. All right, I shouldn't have been so harsh. Well, it's refing news, so I should have been so harsh. But anyway. You know how Caleb is a, you can tell Caleb's a, a football guy. Is we were interviewing him about his date, and he tried to divert the conversation back to football two different times. That's how you know he's about it. I think that was more of a, he's, to point that he's tired of you than he is a football guy. That's what I think it was more Correct. of. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's so fair. All right. Okay. Monday, it'll be. Talk to you guys then. Bye.